Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Alarmy. Check out Alarmist on Patreon for ad-free episodes and bonus content. Here's a preview of our guest Alarmist series only on Patreon. Like, what is that instinct that made you run to the bathroom? Shame. Oh, 100%. I was, I felt so ashamed. <laughs> This was like, it was, she was like an older woman too. Right. And she had this like- You were disgracing her. I, she was disgraced. Like make no mistake. <laughs> she, like if she came in with grace, she was disgraced. Yes. Go to patreon.com slash the alarmist and subscribe today. Now on to our episode. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith and I am The Alarmist. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today we're discussing Super Bowl 38's halftime show controversy. Here's what you need to know. 
The Super Bowl Halftime Show is one of the most widely anticipated musical events of the year. Top-tier performers have around 12 to 15 minutes to make a lasting impression on an audience bigger than the Grammys. There's a tremendous amount of scrutiny put on every detail of these extravagant showcases. In 2004, all eyes were on Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson, who shocked the world, not with an incredible performance, but with one of the most memorable wardrobe malfunctions in televised history. <gasps> Super Bowl 38 was held in Houston, Texas. It was a game between NFC champion, the Carolina Panthers, and AFC champion, the New England Patriots. Beyonce sang the national anthem, and Janet Jackson, P. Diddy, Nelly, and Kid Rock were all set to star in the halftime show, produced by MTV and sponsored by AOL Top Speed. It was typical for halftime shows to include surprise guest stars, and in fact, this year's halftime show began with an intro by Jessica Simpson screaming, Houston, choose to party. Janet Jackson took over with a portion of her hit, All For You, in which she dances with several shirtless men, foreshadowing things to come. P. Diddy took the stage next, donning a winter parka before revealing a Carolina Panthers jersey. Nelly followed shortly, singing Hot In Here in a skin-tight white tank top. Then it was Kid Rock's turn. Draped in an American flag with a hole cut in the middle for his head, he sang his flagship song, Bawit Da Ba. He then loses the flag and reveals a white tank top. Janet Jackson took over again, and within minutes, she was joined by surprise guest Justin Timberlake. Justin wore loose-fitting chinos and a green t-shirt underneath a black jacket. Janet wore an all-black leather full-body suit. Justin and Janet danced together in a sexy cat-and-mouse style. And finally, when Justin sang the famous lyric, Gonna Have You Naked by the end of this song, he grabbed part of Janet's wardrobe to the side of her torso and pulled. He removed her right bra cup, briefly revealing her breast, though she was wearing pasties. The moment happened right at the end of the performance and the lights blacked out almost immediately after. But it was just the beginning of the backlash. Fun facts, AKA death stats. An estimated 143.6 million people tuned in for all or some of the broadcast. The Parents Television Council, PTC, an advocacy group dedicated to forcing advertisers, networks, and the FCC to keep, quote, sleaze out of family-friendly TV programming was created only nine years earlier. The FCC received 540,000 complaints about the incident, 65,000 of which came from a single organization, the Parents Television Council. Jackson's breast was only exposed for 9 sixteenths of a second. Janet Jackson became the most Googled search term in history. It even made the Guinness Book of World Records in 2006. After the Super Bowl 38 halftime incident, all live transmissions have a few seconds delay in an effort to prevent something similar from happening with the hope of editing any incidents. It was Timberlake's third Super Bowl halftime show, the most for any entertainer. Justin performed 
at the Super Bowl again in 2018, while Janet has never been invited back. With us today, we have producer Clayton Early. Hello. Fact checker Chris Smith. Hi. And our very special guest today is comedian Blair Postman. Hi, Blair. Hello, Rebecca and team. How are you guys doing? Oh, we are great. We're excited to have you on the show. I I want to tell our listeners, you know, not only are you a comedian, you also co-host uh, your podcast House Honeys and you are tour- touring your solo show, Lady ADHD, right now as we speak. That's right. We're uh, Lady ADHD is part stand up, part TED talk about the inside of my ADHD brain um, that was largely undiagnosed until my 40s mm. and how I look back and see how it influenced my life and my opinions about the world and my stand up comedy and uh, what I learned and there are some things that I learned a little too late. Um, through that, through that journey. It's better late than um, never. That's right. It's, it's, it's uplifting. And we're going to be touring colleges. Um, we've got a few, we're going to be in Davidson. We're going to be at the college of William and Mary. We're going to be at a bunch of colleges this spring and some, uh, other private association meetings, but we're also going to be touring theaters. So you can just go to ADHDcomedy.com and find all that information. That's so fun. I, I recommend our listeners do so. Um, now, we, we like to start off the show, Blair, by asking our guests, what is something that's recently alarming you? What's something that's keeping you up at night? I am weirdly prepared for this because okay. somebody, <laughs> I was asked this like a month ago and I don't like to repeat, but I feel like it's gotten only more intense. Okay. Um, we had two cats um, after our older cats passed away. We have a cat brother and sister that Mm. we adopted about a year and a half ago, Sookie and Hank. Mm. And uh, they are very high energy ninjas Mm. and adorable. (laughs) And after our our older orange boy passed away for about a year, we kind of looked at other older orange cats. Wouldn't it be nice to adopt? Because they seem to get along very well with Jack who had passed away. And so we adopt wound up almost a year later adopting uh, George, uh, who's human mom uh Uh was a a very elderly lady Mm. who had passed away Mm. and we're like synergy universe is speaking to us we went and got george uh george has lived here before apparently with you know not a lot of disruptions in his life (laughs) and um he then encountered uh hank and Suki, who are walking distractions Mm. and um you know they're they're sassy and uh, giving him a lot of <laughs> a lot of agita, a lot of angst in my tongue. So um, a lot of kitty ADHD. I worry if, <laughs> I, maybe <laughs> Suki for sure. Like maybe I'll take, they're they're on they're on very they're very neurodivergent in various ways. Sure. And so um, the uh, the thing I worry about yeah. keeps me up. And uh, really, I think about and say things out loud to my husband constantly is about how do we think Hank's doing? Mm. How do we think Hank's doing? We've got new litter because he his his former mom was he, from an earlier time. They had declawed him mm. They're like, oh, cat litter problems. You know, the, you got to get a soft cat litter. You got to do this. Whoa. He's got to have the, how to ingratiate him to the point where this Friday. So like two days ago, um, I, I had hired a 
a cat therapist. Wow. Oh, wow. Came to the house. And I know what that makes me sound like. You don't think I know? No, I know. loving devoting I pet know. owners. This is a safe, it it like. this is a safe like space. A this is yeah. a safe <laughs> space. Non-judgmental no, space. Just, yeah, just money to burn. Money to burn. <laughs> well, it's important that we all get therapy, but that our pets also have therapy. If 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 you she know? would have let me, I would have hired her as my own therapist. <laughs> mm. That's not. That's apparently not something she's interested in. <laughs> I feel like um, this is a good setup. I feel like I have an avenue that I would go down, Rebecca. I'm curious to see what you choose to transition. Oh, so, wow. I'm, I'm so lost right now. <laughs> All right, go, Clayton. So it's ne- it's, there's no way it's going to match. What's your what's your segue, Clayton? Well, uh, uh, yeah, go on, go on. I, I think you gonna, should do it. I was just going to say, I wish that someone had checked in on Janet's well-being oh. after... This you know wardrobe what? malfunction because no one really seemed to care how she was doing after the fact. Well, guess well, what? They did. I have some details. Right? They, they, they tried. <laughs> but it's more complicated yes, than that. Yes, it's more complicated truth. than that. That's right. In yeah. fact, we can jump right in. And let me see if I can get that part. Okay. Um, so we could start off. I, I wasn't going to start off putting this up on the board. Okay. But since it has a little excerpt that it describes exactly what we're talking about, we'll, we'll go there. Uh, we should put the media up on the board. Okay. Just let's do it. Ugh, the media. Ugh. The media. Get it up can there. We sub, can we subcategorize the media? Uh, of because course. Me- do you mind if I do that? Please. Get it out. Yeah, let's do it. So the media, yes. So it's right after this happens 2004. It's a two, three years after CBS has bought or merged with uh, Viacom? MTV. Oh, yeah. Under Viacom. Viacom, yeah. Right, they're under Viacom. And um, just sinister villain of the media um, extraordinaire, Les Moonves, mm. very specifically is a big, fragile baby who then <laughs> ten years, a few years later would be like, chased out of the media for various <laughs> sexual harassment and mm-hmm. assaults. And um, he in particular had a particular, a, a special involvement about this. Yeah. He, so you yes. want to put Les Moonves or you want to put the CBS Viacom merger? We can pull it. All of it. Okay. Yeah. But MTV. 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 I would say Shadow Bander. They, they, they bander, but that was kind of Les Moonves. Sure. So, yeah. So what going on. this is from Women's Health. Afterward, Janet was understandably upset. Janet fled. We couldn't get her on the phone. We couldn't get her manager on the phone. She should have said no one knew and it was a mistake. She never said anything to us. Here we're trying to ask the person that this happened to because it happened to her and she was gone. And CBS chief Les Moonves demanded that both Janet and Justin apologize on the air. Mm -hmm. Justin did, but Janet refused. Quote, it felt like another request for something that was an accident, said Matt Serletek, the then CEO of Janet of Jackson's record label, Virgin Records, something that didn't need to be laid completely on her. And so she didn't do it. And good for her. Mm. And not only did he, because let's set the stage, the Grammys were going to be on a week later on CBS also. Mm. And CBS, technically, the Recording Industry Association is in charge of that, I guess, 
in charge of that. It's their <laughs> event, but CBS is basically paying their bills. So right. with this airing of this of the Grammys and he wanted them to go on air and say it on the Grammys. But also he had wanted them to come in person to his office and right. apologize to him, just him in person. And apparently uh, JT did that because he had this new album. It was going to launch his whole solo mm. career. And Janet was like, no, why did she not do it? Either way, it was either self-respect or trauma or a combination. Or she knew that Les Moonves was a fuck. Excuse me, I don't know if we could swear on this guy. Yeah. Was a, we'll treat this like it is the Super Bowl. And I won't swear that Les Moonves was a really a known jerk and scumbag. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I feel like we we dove right in. We just, we started yeah. uh, right We're off hot. the gate. We just We're like, hot. we came in hot. I came in hot. <laughs> I, I feel like, let's let's take a moment to talk about the actual halftime show. Right. Um, I, I don't know if it, when, when the last time you guys watched it, it's been 20 years since it happened. Um, if you take, you know, it's easily found on YouTube. It's 12 minutes and... The whole halftime show was not just Janet Jackson. So there were a lot right. of artists that were part of this halftime show. Mm -hmm. And this was a, a time in which that was they had only just gotten away from marching bands. I'm sorry. I have right. this comedy bit I've been doing called the history of <laughs> halftime shows. And I know everything about the producer. So this is just about maybe a few years into them really doing anything anyone would want to see mm. um, in modern day. But it, they had a lot of. Um, amalgamation halftime shows where it was mm. a, a, it not one just one headliner sure, like Lady sure. Gaga. Right. Sorry. So, so exactly, but exactly, it started off with a tiny bit of a, a of a marching band. Um, then Janet kicked it off with uh, "All for You." Then there was P Diddy, and then Nelly came in with uh, uh, that he sang "Hot in Here," which there's a lot of like take off all your clothes. Right. You know, it's getting the hot theme. here. Let's take off. There's a lot of take your clothes off. Uh, yeah. Setting the stage. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Whether on purpose or not. Uh, right. Yeah. And, and um, you know, the dancers, uh, the backup dancers for Nelly, like, do take off their clothes and they have, like, a different outfit underneath. There's a lot of ripping off clothes. Then there's Kid, Kid Rock. Rock, who uh, it just comes in in a, like, a flag um, that's almost like he's wearing, like, a poncho. And, and then he rips that yes. off and he's yes. got this, like, tight... Um, white tank top underneath, um, which we, was more offensive. Than right, no, yeah. he didn't get any slack for ripping the American flag apart. Which no, no. Apparently, he sort of did behind the scenes, but no, not by. Like, no one's talking about it for no sure. No one's talking about We're that. No, about that. but I don't then, also don't need to see him in a white tank top. <laughs> right, right, right. That's 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 the other issue. Um, and then Janet comes back, right? So she's she's kind of bookending the show, and I just want to. I, I was really struck by like the song choices, right? You know, uh, I, I forget what um, P. Diddy sang. He sang, um, oh, come on. He did the uh, More Money, More Problems. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. And then there was like a Hey Diddy, You're So Fine. Hey like, Diddy, You're So hey Fine, Mickey yeah. But, but, but Janet, but that, you know, the the men are just like take off your clothes, right? And then Janet's right. singing yeah. like it's all for you and the rhythm nation. <laughs> you know, she's like trying to bring everyone together. And then like J Justin comes in at the end, and they they do a duet to "Rock Your Body," and it is an odd. 
it is and a his nod song is about having from the beginning. Naked. Yeah, just it, pretty much I'm going to have you naked by the end of the song. Right. So right, that's right. the big moment. Um, and and it, it is an odd performance. You're, you're seeing these two artists. I, I don't know why it's so odd. It's a weird pairing. They didn't seem to have like any crossover There's no relationship. Chemistry <laughs> and it just comes on so strong. You know, if I may, uh-huh. they, they actually do have a pass. Oh, okay. tell us. I So not a pass in a negative way. Sorry, let me refer to my notes. <laughs> um, <laughs> she took the, she took NSYNC on tour for her. And I'm not, I'm reading this. I don't like know all her I tours can... by heart. Sure. It, she took NSYNC um, on tour with them. They were her opening act for the Velvet Rope Tour, which she was really big because mm. that was out of, after um, Rhythm Nation and, and Control and all of that. And so they wanted a surprise that was sort of part of their little gimmicky stuff, though, that kind of 10 years around there. They would have like a surprise pop and guess that nobody knew about beforehand. Okay. And as part of the halftime was, show. And, and so they had a relationship, not they had some kind of businessy relationship, had performed together, had been on tour together, yes. et cetera, et cetera. But so to the to the viewer, it is it, no, it's like I it's that, odd, I didn't right? Know it. It's very odd. I didn't know it. He's also like dressed in this like baggy shirt. He looks like he came from like a business meeting, like a baggy business meeting. And she's wearing this like a tech, like a two thousand <laughs> yes. tech. He looks he looks to of... me that like he was like smoking a joint behind a seven eleven. Like he's got right. like baggy khaki pants on and like a regular ass Uniqlo shirt or something. Right, right. He's, you know, it's very Dawson's Creek. He's dressed like Dawson Mm, in Dawson's Creek. Good call. I I don't know. Janet looks, Janet's got I, she looks amazing. She looks incredible. It's all leather. (laughs) It came like a grown up professional performer, (laughs) like world famous performer and he rolled off the bus. Yes. Yeah. So Here's my point. I feel like we should put having too many halftime show artists because I can't imagine how that makes all of these artists feel like they're vying for attention. There's this competitive nature of like, who's going to be the most talked about. Yeah. Make the biggest impression. And that really raises the stakes. And I wouldn't put it past the, the, the teams, the different teams to be like, we need to make the big splash at the end. We're going to make this a moment that we're going to talk about. Mm. And there was a plan. Originally. Yeah. Wasn't this part of the controversy? There was like a last minute change. Like- so originally they were going to rip her skirt off. She was kind of wearing uh, uh, like a, not a unitard, but um, it was like a full like body a suit. suit. Right. Yeah, like a cat yeah. suit. And she was going to have a skirt and they were going to rip it. There was going to be the, you know, uh, the the cat. The, yeah, the, they the were going to rip her skirt off like <laughs> yeah. a classy show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all American. You know, like Americans like. So, uh, but, but instead that when they practiced it, they decided that it didn't work. And... I'm not sure if they came up with this new plan, you know, last minute, like while, while during the rehearsal or, you know, if, if it was behind the scenes, whatever the case, they didn't rehearse this new mm-hmm. idea. Uh, this new how, about, how about how about overconfidence in your professional abilities? Is yes. Part, sure. One of the things on the board. Yes. <laughs> it, you know, skipping the rehearsal. I, I, maybe skipping we rehearsal. Yeah, yeah. Skipping, skipping rehearsal. Yes. We talked rehearsal. about this during the Mariah Carey New Year's Eve 
uh, uh, singing debacle. Okay. Yes. If, you know, and, and you know, there, there's something to be said about rehearsing. It's so important and can't the best be- always do. Exactly. And <laughs> had they perhaps rehearsed it, maybe there would have been, who knows, who knows, feelings like, I don't know about that. <laughs> or, right. Or sure. look good. One of the, one of the organizations I think who you could put on the board might be this, this group. Let me find them. You could say conservatives, moral majority, but very specifically, there was this parents television council. Yes. That really consolidated people writing into the FCC. Mm. It was, you know what you could also maybe put on the internet. Cause they said they had the first website that made it easy to fill out a form that would go to like the FCC chairman's inbox or what have you. Mm -hmm. And they really launched a a campaign against this after the fact. And they hated a lot about lots of things. (laughs) They they probably already didn't like half the people who are going to be on that halftime show. Um, But they really consolidated the anger toward the minority toward the uh, nipple gate. What 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 nipple gate? What was called nipple Nipple gate at the time? So can we just go back? I think okay. we, we, maybe something we skipped that we could put up on the board is the sort of hypocrisy that's sort of baked into this, yeah. where on the one hand, you have a lot of songs about taking clothes off, but then when you actually literally do it, a woman on her own volition mm-hmm. gets all of this negative backlash. Yeah. So do we want to call that yeah, na- we- naked hypocrisy? Hypocr- naked hypocrisy? Nipocracy or the patriarchy. Nipocracy. Nipocracy. Yeah. Nipocracy. Like like nipple, like nipocracy. Yes, exactly. Correct. How do I spell nipocracy? And I can do it. The the men in charge (laughs) wanted to take her clothes off for him to take her clothes. They didn't want her to be involved in taking her own clothes off. Mm, Um, Right. Is a little bit of it there, it seems like. And I hate to throw this out there and there are documentaries about this. I may have watched. Um, <laughs> but the one of the questions about, and I think it's at least worthy of putting on the board and ties into what you all were just discussing, is um, Justin Timberlake. Oh, in time. I mean, not necessarily that he, even if it was an accident, even if they agreed beforehand and what mm-hmm. happened was an accident or something like that, even if he didn't have the malice of forethought, and after the fact, he threw her under the bus mm-hmm. big time, in my personal yeah. opinion. Absolutely. Let's put um let's put Justin Timberlake. I want to read something here. Um it's from Business Insider. In a 2021 New York Times and FX documentary episode, Malfunction, The Dressing Down of Janet Jackson, the director of the Super Bowl halftime show, Beth McCarthy Miller, says that she had a radio. She had to radio her stage manager to ask what had happened once calls started coming in. She said, I don't know, but I had a blanket for Janet to wrap her in. I put I put the blanket on her and she was crying. McCarthy Miller told producers in the documentary, other than this secondhand account, there's little known about anything Jackson said or did immediately following the incident, aside from leaving the stadium to fly back home. Timberlake, however, gave interviews after the halftime show. The Malfunction documentary features clips from his interviews with Access Hollywood, where he smiles and calls the evening, quote, fun, and says he, quote, loves giving y'all something to talk about. 
When asked about his steamy performance with Jackson, he said, quote, I'm sorry if anyone was offended by the wardrobe malfunction during the halftime performance at the Super Bowl. Timberlake said in a statement to MTV News, it was not intentional and is regrettable. Jackson did not immediately release an official statement, though her representatives told MTV that she apologizes for the incident. This is from Things, The Things. Fans reasoned Janet decided to not discuss the matter, though it would... Uh, get dragged up again in the in a documentary about Janet because there was no way to win. If it was an accident, Justin pulling her top off should make Janet the victim. Instead, most of the media spun the event as if it was Janet's fault. Mm-hmm. First of all, I highly recommend that documentary, mm-hmm. and I watched it on FXX because it's concise, it's, you know, and it gets and it hits all all the, a lot of points. Yeah, but I, I it is interesting. He knew he was going to rip something off. Right. It's just interesting that forget Les Moonves for a second, having his personal thing against her, maybe because she didn't come kiss his ring or whatever. Mm -hmm. He knew he was going to rip it off something. He was involved on that level. She is the one who had it ripped off of her and therefore arguably may have had less control over how much came off and where and the fact that he never it's like he got almost no heat for this. He got heat for like an afternoon and he absolutely was trying to play it off as as cool uh-huh. and like edgy mm-hmm. in that Access Hollywood clip that you're talking about. Yeah. Who knew Access Hollywood would have so much important footage for us yeah. to, as <laughs> evidence of things? Over the years? It feels like he just really didn't take care of his like a scene partner, for lack of a better. Oh, like if yeah. you're like on yes. stage like, yes. and there's like a if you like a physical moment, like you walk through it and it feels like if something happens, it happens to both of you. And especially the fact that like, it was her body that was like kind of on the display. Like, I just feel like if you, any good partner would be like, okay, so this big thing happened. There's a lot of fallout. People are talking about it before I just go on to be like, it was cool. And I'm glad there's something I would be like, Hey partner, how are you? Are you okay? Right. Like, how, what, yeah. what, what's our like press release on this? Let's kind of, talk. Let's get yeah. together so we're on the same page and we're being respectful to each other because now we're in this together. It's yes. like he immediately split off. Yes. I mean, um, she bolted pretty fast, but yes, he certainly, he does not come off at least 20 years later as a good guy. I'll just put it that mm. way. Right. And I, I feel like we do need to discuss the just in general, just racial and gender discrimination oh. that 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 is happening um, that we're watching uh, play out in real time during during this uh, it, event. It's steeped in both. Absolutely. This is from uh, Vox. As Vox's Constance Grady recently wrote, America is unfairly harsh on women and ethnic people in a way that is typically not harsh on straight white men. America loves to police the bodies and the sexualities of women of color. So when Timberlake reminded us all that Janet Jackson, a black woman, not only had a body, but also had secondary sex characteristics, the media pounced on her. But Timberlake's controversial white male stand and uh, the hand that actively disrobed Jackson went unremarked on and unpunished. This is from the LA Mm. Times. Timberlake said last February 2021 in a statement, the industry is flawed. It sets men, especially white men, up for success. It's designed this way. As a man in a privileged position, I have to be vocal about this. Okay, I'm rolling my eyes, Timberlake. (laughs) Because of my ignorance, I didn't recognize it for all 
all that it was while it was happening in my own life. But I do want to, uh, but I do not want to ever benefit from others pull, being pulled down again. Okay. Any more than I already have with Brittany and Janet. Yes, Yeesh. exactly. Um, Va- this is another um, uh, uh, excerpt from Vox. Timberlake largely left ja- Jackson out to dry in the media in the immediate aftermath, offering up some laughing apologies and during his Grammy's acceptance speech, calling the incident unintentional and completely regrettable and apologizing if you guys were offended. That that is my favorite kind of apology. I'm sorry if you were offended. <laughs> I'm sorry you're such a snowflake that you can't handle anything. It's just like so not taking a not. That's the opposite of an apology. Okay. Right. It wasn't until three years later that the singer really acknowledged that he got off lightly. In my honest opinion, now I could have handled it better. Okay, whatever. Uh, I probably got 10% of the blame, and that says something about society. I think that America's harsher on women. I think that America is, you know, unfairly harsh on ethnic people as he skyrockets to fame and doesn't <laughs> like, care as about As he shoots by yeah. on his rocket ship yeah, made of yeah. gold. Oh, it's so unfair for you. I'm famous. <laughs> and I, something else I want to point out here, which is... Um, Maybe I maybe call this a double standard, or maybe it's just like hashtag free the nipple. But like, there were male nipples all over the stage. Oh, don't get me and started. Not good ones. Also, not good ones. to me, it's just like this is like America's like puritanical kind of like mm-hmm. background where it's like who like if you watch this now, like the event twenty years later, like I, right now it could happen today, and I don't think anyone would even really or no it'd be like nothing for the record that you didn't see a nipple because it was covered it's so it's, they said nothing. it's for nine sixteenths nine sixteenths of a second right the amount that i heard it just feels Did really you? prudish and like right. who cares oh it's who a nipple the guy rewinding and rewinding over and over again right. to get to that nine sixteenth of the second that they can put on freeze frame to stare at that seems creepy to me well or if the like, parents say- television council is as offended so offended by like a potential nipple being seen they should be as offended by and maybe they were about like the lyrics of all of these songs like or just like the general public if people are so scandalized by this like the well l- listen to the songs that led up to this brief really inconsequential moment like totally. big deal well i can only speak for myself and i was highly traumatized by the experience <laughs> <laughs> How is um, that? Re- yeah. How is that manifesting I, I re- these days? I still Chris? have flashbacks, yeah. and <laughs> yeah. like occasionally you'll just catch mm-hmm. me like crying in the corner in the uh-huh. fetal position. Thoughts I'll and just prayers. Thoughts yeah. yeah, yeah, because of being exposed <laughs> well, to that. Maybe we can call this fear of the nipple. Okay. Um, I definitely have that. Yeah, I think it's fear of women having power and success. She still, she still, because looked up, she still is way higher on the total album records uh, uh, sales charts than he is. Mm-hmm. And she hasn't been super in the game for the last right. 10. She had an album come out like two months after this, which to her and Virgin was a, it was a disappointed, but it's still debuted at number two. So like that's, that's failure for Janet Jackson is debuting at number two. Um, so there was a lot going on there because she was very empowered. She was this little, little sheltered, like 
probably traumatized by her dad, Joe Jackson, like was her manager. She broke away. That was a whole big storyline. She really embraced her sexuality as like a grown up person, not like this little kid you might have known. Without hit after hit for like a oh, decade. Hit after hit. <laughs> yeah. With, and, and just money and power in the industry. And that's that's scary to 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 man to men. That's fear really scary nipple, to men. <laughs> fear of powerful of powerful women and maybe just the pa- patriarchy on the board. And, a, yeah. and, a, and by the way, a black powerful woman. Yeah. Yes. yes so. This is. I, I feel like this is a good uh, excerpt to read. Um, this is from Mashable. Hashtag free the nipple campaigns and the Time's Up initiative. We can now look back at the clear misogyny and racism at play. The public vilified Jackson, pinning the supposed moral degradation of society on a single briefly exposed nipple. And those who clamored to shame and blame her didn't one stop to ask, hang on, wasn't it Timberlake who actually physically ripped off the costume? And didn't Jackson look shocked and mortified about it before immediately running off stage? There's still a lot of mystery around what exactly happened, but you know what isn't a mystery? The reason why Timberlake's career continued to soar while Jackson's never came close to recovery. And she, I mean, she did suffer a lot of backlash after mm-hmm. this incident. Why are we so obsessed with with female nipples being exposed? And there, no one ever questions a, a man's nipple when it's out in the open. I mean, like, like usually, I mean, ask Instagram. I mean, usually, if if a. a you know, there people have so much problem with like uh, feeding, you know, a breastfeeding, right, you right. know, when where the nipple, the, the boob is actually doing its job. Right. It's mm-hmm. it's that's the reason we have boobs to feed babies. Right. <laughs> um, we want you to have a baby and then we don't want to see anything having to do with it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Put it away. It's just a double. <laughs> I mean, it's like to me, it's just a clear like double standard it's like the men's like hypersexualization hypersexualization of of women you know it's like you see male nipples all over the place film and television highly suggestively portrayed right it's it's such a double standard i hope we have double standards up on the board i think we have it like in a few different ways yeah Yeah. (laughs) um do we want to say that men are jealous because their nips are not functional and they're only ornamental? Mm. Men's nipple male jealousy. Male fragility. Male fragility. Uh, yeah, you can do male fragility. Oh my god! Yeah. Towards I mean, the nipple. Not? Yeah, they're they're um they're just self conscious about their useless nipples. Useless nips. <laughs> I think u- useless nips can be blamed for a lot of things. I think in in history. Uh huh. You know, just men sort of being jealous that they have these things that are really just, they might as well be like Sharpie markered on there. <laughs> They're totally useless. <laughs> you hide it so it makes it more taboo, right? Like we don't show mm. that. So, although you should, like they show, I feel like breasts are the first thing to be seen in any kind of like R rated movie, you know, like mm-hmm. we're, we're happy showing them there. Right. Because it's also like length of time and context of boobage. Like, but you can't. <laughs> a lot of rules. There are a lot of rules. Like, if what you think back to the rules. rules. I mean, yeah, like, but like, who think, made these? <laughs> yeah, but like, th- yeah, think about like teen movies from the 80s. Like, you have to have like a short, brief period of boobs and uh-huh. they have to be in very particular context. They can't be sort of indiscriminate about it. So you're right, Clayton, there is some kind of like context dependent appropriateness. Well, it was like, you know, back in the day, 
when we were growing up, like you would never see a penis because that was considered like really like that's just really disrespectful. That's we really, don't that's go there. We no. don't go there. But you would see right. ton of breasts. Mm-hmm. You always saw breasts, like and a lot of highly sexual women in films, right? Like unrealistic, mm-hmm. like ridiculous. But it's so inappropriate to see a boob in this context, even though we made it abundantly clear that everywhere else it's like totally fine, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? It's 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 just like, gonna... we love boobs. Look right. at our cheerleaders, right? But yeah. Boobs on our terms. Put a sweater on it's it. like boobs on our terms versus like right. Well, <laughs> if you're gonna you can't if you're gonna have a boob you're gonna have a boob all the time like you can't just decide yeah. now it's inappropriate. I, I love that boobs. No, it's on... true. That's totally true. <laughs> boobs on their terms. <laughs> I love that. It's like boobs are full time. I mean, if they're yeah. on you, they're full time boobs. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Talk to full any time. woman; they'll talk tell you woman. they're full time. <laughs> Not a moment of rest. Yeah. You're working hard. They are. And you have to learn this like litany of rules and regulations. It's just an overregulated industry, the 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 boob industry. Yeah. yeah. But I want to make sure that the FCC is up on the board, Clayton. And FCC. I, I, oh yeah, yes. Michael Powell was the chairman then. That was yes. Colin Powell's son. Mm. Yes, let's let's make sure to put them up on the board. And unfortunately, we're running out of time. I mean, I but I do feel like we have covered most of it. I mean, I'm not putting Janet Jackson up on the board. We could potentially put our team up on the board for the bad advice, but I don't know. Okay. Um, what we've got is good. Let's take a quick break, and we'll start knocking things off the board. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my Upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Okay. Who's to blame for the Super Bowl 38 halftime show disaster? Is it the media? Les Moonves, MTV, CBS and Viacom, too many halftime show artists, overconfidence in your professional abilities, skipping rehearsal, no subtlety, <laughs> over-sexualized music slash lyrics, parents, television council, no internet, hypocrisy, Justin Timberlake, <laughs> racial discrimination, gender bias, fear of the nipple, fear of powerful black women, the mm. patriarchy, NFL, double standards, male fragility, boobs on their own terms, <laughs> confusing nudity and censorship rules, or the FCC. Wow, that's a hell of a board. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know we've said this before, but this is probably our longest it's board. It's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> this is, um, you know... They could, there's some subcategories, I think. Yes, we, we can probably, fold some can things fold in for them. sure. Yeah. And why don't we start off doing that? I feel like the media, we could put MTV, CBS. Yeah. Less movies. All into the media. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree. Okay. Um, well, MTV was the producer of the of the halftime show. Yeah. And so it I was think on that, CBS, wasn't it? It was on CBS. Yeah, it was on but but MTV but was. But they the, were both owned by Viacom, which less right, is, right. Mm. But so you're trying to make a case for MTV to be separate though, because they were. Well, they're under their purview. To me, uh, would go like rehearsal, skipping rehearsal, the choice mm. to do the the lyrics. You know, all that stuff is part of the producer's responsibility. So that would if be I, my I, my contention there. May may I argue the other side of that? Okay, yeah. They banned her from MTV when that was a kiss of death and people still cared about the MTV Music Awards and stuff. And um, uh, and that was very much, I believe, because of Les Moonves, CBS and Viacom ownership. So I see what you're saying, but I just want to remind that like, it wasn't just that the producing the issues with their production of the show. It's that they then banned her from their airwaves. Afterward, yeah, After, I feel like that sure. really, yeah, that and that contributed to um, just her, her really, her, her career really taking a huge hit. I mean, aftermath. who says they have to be good at you know being jerks only in one way? Like, right? Maybe no, that 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 would yeah, that would strengthen the case for blaming them, right? Right? Yeah. Mm. Well, sure. I guess I guess then we, we just call it MTV, CBS, Viacom, Les Moonves. Then we we flip it. We take the media off and we. We just be sure. we could we be specific that. about the the four, yeah. Um, now let's fold other things into each other. Uh, overconfidence in your professional abilities. I think that though I meant that the same way as whoever said not rehearsing. That's oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So we'll fold yeah. that into skipping I, rehearsal. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And no subtlety that could um, be folded into over sexualized music lyrics. <laughs> sure, sure, absolutely. I feel like the Parents Television Council was is kind of like a after the fact kind of thing. Like they really had nothing to do with the events well, that went down. Are we asking who's responsible for the physical ripping of the thing that showed a nipple, or are we asking who's responsible for it becoming such a big darn deal? that and ruining Janet Jackson's career. Good question. I th my my instinct is 
to blame why it became such a big deal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the the backlash. Or, yeah, I right, think so. The fallout, sure. Because we could say, you know, we, we kind of know who did it, right? Like Justin Timberlake ripped it off. <laughs> sure. That's like the very like sterile, like. Uh... And Janet may have been involved in the sure. planning of something, right. not what happened, but of some. Of course. Right. She was part right. of the conversation. It wasn't news to her. Yeah. Um, whether the producers knew about it or who who came up with the idea, it, it's a mystery. Um, so to me, it's more interesting to talk about, like, why was the backlash? Why so is it huge? such a big deal? <laughs> yeah. Like, why do we care so much about this nipple? Right. I would agree. OK. Um, well, then keep okay. the parents up there. Although. I would say, yeah. I would argue that like the internet had a lot more and just like the size yes. of like the, the it, NFL sports audience had more to do with the backlash and then the council. I mean, yes, they were like organized and sent in these like complaints, but that was coming in outside of that as well. And I would say the FCC and the um, the Parents Television Council, those are go hand in hand. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. They, they, I don't think they were going to get as involved in finding it's they so me, let, those are i part agree of the same yeah so let's put uh let's call it the fcc and the ptc um now and the internet yes i i think they're you know some say that uh youtube re- really came about because of this incident because people were searching for a way to watch it online mm. after the fact. Jesus. And that's where they could find it. Um, I know. I love so. how everyone's so disgusted and everyone's like flocking to the internet to watch. Yeah. It. Yeah. Oh, I would. Uh, I'm so <laughs> upset that I saw a nipple. Why am I saying like, yeah. Google, Google. <laughs> I feel, I feel like we could fold uh fear of the nipple into hypocrisy. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like that. And patriarchy and patriarchy. Into hypocrisy or hypocrisy, right? Okay. Yeah, I think it's more specific. I also feel like boob, uh, like boobs on their terms. I do like that. That that really encapsulates the patriarchy for me. That um, also kind of comes, but that, I could say you could fold that into hypocrisy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Let's it's do just that. Like, because it's all about, or I mean, unless you want to put hypocrisy into boobs on their terms, but it's it, no, no, it's, I, I like that. And confusing nudity and censorship rules can do you, also do fold you prefer in. something that's like the broadest thing? It seems like we're preferring something that's the most narrow thing. Like so, patriarchy, yes, but you want to narrow it yeah. down. I, I think, think so, so to get specific about this particular, mm-hmm. um, this particular act of. Yeah, patriarchy. Right. Yeah, because patriarchy is this everywhere. Flavor. Let's be, yeah. This flavor of patriarchy. Yeah. I feel like double, yeah. double yeah. standards fits into that as well, right? And yes. Maybe even mm-hmm. male fragility, or is that uh-huh. separate? Well, no, no, I think that's yeah. part it, of it. I think so, too. You know, it's like we live in a world in a patriarchal society, and we, I feel like we don't even realize how how it all manifests into mm-hmm. these different incidents. So I feel like but when it comes to hypocrisy and like gender bias, I feel like that folds into hypocrisy too. Right. Yeah. I think so too. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that I would, I have a question about is like, I think the fear of powerful black women is, is not exactly just patriarchy, right? No, because it's different. They're getting it much 
worse. Like if she had been, if that had been, I don't know, Jessica Simpson or right. somebody, um, it might not have been such a, a backlash or yeah, the racial element is much yeah. that might not have been as yeah. So it's that it's, uh, I think that's a little bit of it's it's kind of its it, own it is thing a separate beyond. thing, right? Yeah, I mean it's it is, and that's where it's like it, it's the gender discrimination and it's also the racism in our that country. could be a contender for like yes. a big slap kind of situation, you know, where it's like you've got yeah. the gender, right. the like nipple, you know, hypocrisy of come, itself, but then yeah. you have come for the, the sexism. Yes. Come for the sexism, stay for the racism. Right. right. That's the NFL Super Bowl halftime show in 2004. <laughs> right. Now, okay, we've still got a lot here. And and uh, Les Movements, MTV, they all become one, I That's think. That's all one, okay. Yeah. Yes. Too many halftime show artists, I feel like it did, you know, raise the stakes for them to have to be do something bold, but I don't think we can actually blame that. Because as you were saying, there there had been other Super uh, ha- Super Bowl halftime shows with multiple artists, and none of them had a controversy like mm. this. Not like this. No. Some of them were just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Timberlake. I don't think it's his fault, and I don't know if he's like a big slap, but he could get like a back count, because it does feel like he was like yeah. exceptionally... Um, he didn't help, yeah. that's for sure. Um, okay, we have to we have to get serious here. I think unfortunately we can take out skipping a rehearsal yeah. and over sexualized uh, music lyrics. Um, I do think we can take the internet off, and I feel like we can uh, fear uh, fold fear of powerful black women into racism, which is a big contender oh, yeah. for the slap. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then that leaves us. Oh, and 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 while I do agree that the NFL had something to do with this, I I wonder if they didn't help, but they weren't they weren't in the top three yeah. or four yeah. things mm-hmm. wrong with it. Yeah. They also didn't um like they didn't make the backlash worse, I feel. I feel like there were other contenders who had a bigger the, hand. I think that. it was what they did was very behind the scenes, right? Like pushing less movies, movies oh, okay. to get a, a head on a platter mm, kind of thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. They were telling him how unhappy they were, et cetera. Et cetera okay. Et cetera. So then that leaves us with, you know, the the producers or, or the the media less that was and behind. Co. <laughs> yeah, less less and co. Uh Nipocracy, Justin Timberlake. Racial discrimination and uh, the FCC and the PTC. Did we lose all the the gender bias, etc., patriarchy, or is I that feel all? like that that's all in folded hypocrisy. into hypocrisy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's all in hypocrisy. I got yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So here's what I'm thinking. I think we do send hypocrisy to the alarmist jail. We slap racism and we backhand Justin Timberlake. Yep. And unfortunately, though, in this particular I don't know how I feel about that night now because Les and Co are going to be get away with it. Yeah, you need to. Do you guys well. ever just give them an alarmist punch in the face? Slap. <laughs> We've I, never done that. <laughs> you could, well, I think he's a he was a renowned jerk, so I think at least a punch in the face. Well, he's I the actually, epitome of hypocrisy, right? I mean, he is a huge right. he hypocrite. Is. Yes, he is. Yes, yeah, so it's hard to. T- tease that apart right you know, a, a, from one another and the same with the fcc and the ptc they are the instruments of hypocrisy yeah hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. so then so so then do we feel good about that that layout? i feel good about it 
I yep. do. I do feel like hypocrisy is an all powerful and there's a okay. lot jammed in there. So it's okay. Okay. Good. All right. Then I'm going to call it racism. You're getting the big slap. Watch out, Justin Timberlake. Here comes the backhand. Hypocrisy. You're going to the alarmist jail. And there you go. We did it. We did it. We we got. Who knew that hypocrisy was a thing? Number one, and who knew that we would get it in the alarmist great, jail? Great word. Great phrase. We I'll did be it. stealing it. I'll credit. I'll credit y'all. Blair, thank I, you I, so much. I mean, yeah, we couldn't have done this so without fun. you. I I loved. It must be very satisfying to have a podcast where every week you are solving an enormous problem yes. in like an hour. That is just. That's all it takes. If people would just get together and spitball. It's as good as it. It feels as good as it sounds. Yes. So great. Super fun. Anytime. I loved it. It was wonderful. Thank you, Blair. In the aftermath, Janet Jackson released an album later that year titled Demita Joe, and while it was critically acclaimed, it did not see the commercial success of her previous records. She has never performed in another Super Bowl halftime show. Justin Timberlake, on the other hand, was the headline performer in Super Bowl 52. The Alarmist is now on Patreon. Subscribe and get ad-free content along with bonus episodes. Go to patreon.com slash The Alarmist or check out the link in our show description. Visit our website, www.thealarmistpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram, at The Alarmist Podcast and on Twitter, at Alarmist The. You can also send us your thoughts via email to thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Today's episode was produced and engineered by Clayton Early with editing by Molly Hockey and fact-checking by Chris Smith. Thank you to our associate producer and researcher, Crystal Dinsberg. The Alarmist is executive produced by Rebecca Delgado-Smith. Tune in next week. We'll be discussing the Spanish flu. The Alarmist. Powered by ACAST. 